seem like grown maggots at the legacy of flying around the galaxy talking philosophy Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Micro Megas Philosophical History, Chapter 1 Voyage of an Inhabitant of the Sirius Star to the Planet Saturn On one of the planets that orbits the star named Sirius, there lived a spirited young man, who I had the honor of meeting on the last voyage he made to our little anthill. He was called Micro Megas, a fitting name for anyone so great, 
He was eight leagues tall, or 24,000 geometric paces of five feet each, from micros small and from megas large. Certain geometers, always of use to the public, will immediately take up their pens and will find that since Mr. Micromegas, inhabitant of the country of Sirius, is 24,000 paces tall, which is equivalent to 120,000 feet, and since we citizens of the Earth are hardly five feet tall and our sphere 9,000 leagues around, they will find, I say, that it is absolutely necessary that the sphere that produced him was 21,600,000 times greater in circumference than our little earth. Nothing in nature is simpler or more orderly. The sovereign states of Germany or Italy, which one can traverse in a half hour, compared to the empires of Turkey, Moscow, or China, are only feeble reflections of the prodigious differences that nature has placed in all beings. His Excellency's size being as great as I have said, all our sculptors and all our painters will agree without protest that his belt would have been 50,000 feet around, which gives him very good proportions, his nose taking up one-third of his attractive face and his attractive face taking up one-seventh of his attractive body. It must be admitted that the nose of the Syrian is 6,333 feet plus a fraction, which is manifest. As for his mind, it is one of the most cultivated that we have. He knows many things. He invented some of them. He was not even 250 years old when he studied, as is customary, at the most celebrated colleges of his planet, where he managed to figure out by pure willpower more than 50 of Euclid's propositions. That makes 18 more than Blaise Pascal, who, after ha having figured out 32 while screwing around, according to his sister's reports, later became a fairly mediocre geometer and a very bad metaphysician. Towards his 450th year, near the end of his infancy, he dissected many small insects no more than a 100 feet in diameter, which would evade ordinary microscopes. He wrote a very curious book about this, and it gave him some income. The mufti of his country, an extremely ignorant worrywart, found some suspicious, rash, disagreeable, and heretical propositions in the book, smelled heresy, and pursued it vigorously. It was a matter of finding out whether the substantial form of the fleas of Sirius were of the same nature as those of the snails. Micromegas gave a spirited defense. He brought in some women to testify in his favor. The trial lasted 220 years. Finally, the Mufti had the book condemned by Juris Consults, who had not read it, and the author was ordered not to appear in court for 800 years. He was thereby dealt the minor affliction of being banished from a court that consisted of nothing but harassment and pettiness. He wrote an amusing song at the expense of the Mufti, which the latter hardly noticed, and he took to voyaging from planet to planet in order to, to develop his heart and mind, as the saying goes. Those that travel only by stagecoach or sedan will probably be surprised to learn of the carriage of this vessel, for we, on our little pile of mud, can only conceive of that to which we are accustomed." Our voyager was very familiar with the laws of gravity and with all the other attractive and repulsive forces. He utilized them so well that whether with the help of a ray of sunlight or some comet, 
He jumped from globe to globe like a bird vaulting itself from branch to branch. He quickly spanned the Milky Way, and I am obliged to report that he never saw throughout the stars it is made up of the beautiful Empyrean sky that the vicar Durham boasts of having seen at the other end of his telescope. I do not claim that Mr. Durham has poor eyesight, God forbid, but Micromegas was on sight, which makes him a reliable witness, and I do not want to contradict anyone. Micromegas, after having toured around, arrived at the planet Saturn. As accustomed as he was to seeing new things, he could not, upon seeing the smallness of the planet and its inhabitants, stop himself from smiling with the superiority that occasionally escapes the wisest of us. For in the end, Saturn is hardly nine times bigger than Earth, and the citizens of this country are dwarfs, no more than a thousand fathoms tall or somewhere around there. He and his men poked fun at them at first, like Italian musicians laughing at the music of Lully when he comes to France. But as the Syrian had a good heart, he understood very quickly that a thinking being is not necessarily ridiculous just because he is only 6,000 feet tall. He got to know the Saturnians after their shock wore off. He built a strong friendship with the secretary of the Academy of Saturn, a spirited man who had not invented anything, to tell the truth, but who understood the inventions of others very well, and who wrote some passable verses and carried out some complicated calculations. I will report here for the reader's satisfaction a singular conversation that Micromegas had with the secretary one day. Chapter 2 Conversation between the inhabitant of Sirius and that of Saturn. After His Excellency laid himself down to rest, the secretary approached him. You have to admit, said Micromegas, that nature is extremely varied. Yes. Nature is like a flower. Nature is like a flower bed. Where in the flowers? Ugh, said the other. Leave off with flower beds. The secretary began again. Nature is like an assembly of blonde and brown-haired girls whose jewels... What am I supposed to do with your brown-haired girls, said the other. Then she is like a gallery of paintings whose features... Certainly not, said the voyager. I say again that nature is like nature. Why bother looking for comparisons? To please you, replied the secretary. I do not want to be pleased, answered the voyager. I want to be taught. Tell me how many senses the men of your planet have. We only have 72, said the academic, and we always complain about it. Our imagination surpasses our needs. We find that with our 72 senses, our ring, our five moons, we are too restricted, and in spite of all our curiosity and the fairly large number of passions that result from our 72 senses, we have plenty of time to get bored. I believe it, said Micromegas, for on our planet we have almost 1,000 senses, and yet we still have a kind of vague feeling, a sort of worry that warns us that there are even more perfect beings. I have traveled a bit, and I have seen mortals that surpass us, some far superior, but I have not seen any that desire only what they truly need, and who need only what they indulge in. Maybe someday I will happen upon a country that lacks nothing, but so far no one has given me any word of a place like that. The Saturnian and the Syrian proceeded to wear themselves out in speculating, but after a lot of very ingenious and very dubious reasoning, it was necessary to return to the facts. How long do you live? asked the Syrian. Oh, for a very short time, replied the small man from Saturn. 
Same with us, said the Syrian. We always complain about it. It must be a universal law of nature. Alas, we only live through about 15,000 revolutions of the sun, said the Saturnian. This translates to about 15,000 years by our standards. You can see yourself that this is to die almost at the moment one is born. Our existence is a point, our lifespan an instant, our planet an atom. Hardly do we begin to learn a little when death arrives, before we get any experience. As for me, I do not dare make any plans. I see myself as a drop of water in an immense ocean. I am ashamed, most of all before you, of how ridiculously I figure in this world. Micromegas replied, If you were not a philosopher, I would fear burdening you by telling you that our lifespan is 700 times longer than yours, but you know very well when it is necessary to return your body to the elements and reanimate nature in another form, which we call death. When this moment of metamorphosis comes, to have lived an eternity or to have lived a day amounts to precisely the same thing. I have been to countries where they live a thousand times longer than we do, and they also die. But people everywhere have the good sense to know their role and to thank the author of nature. He has scattered across this universe a profusion of varieties with a kind of admirable uniformity. For example, all the thinking beings are different and all resemble one another in the gift of thought and desire. Matter is extended everywhere, but has different properties on each planet. How many diverse properties do you count in yours? If you mean those properties, said the Saturnian, without which we believe that the planet could not subsist as it is, we count 300 of them, like extension, impenetrability, mobility, gravity, divisibility, and the rest. Apparently, this small number suffices for what the Creator had in store for your dwelling. I admire his wisdom in everything. I see difference everywhere, but also proportion. Your planet is small, your inhabitants are as well. You have few sensations, your matter has few properties. All this is the work of providence. What color is your sun upon examination? A very yellowish white, said the Saturnian. And we divide one of its rays, we find that it contains seven colors. Our sun strains at red, said the Syrian, and we have 39 primary colors. There is no one sun among those that I have gotten close to that resembles it, just as there is no one face among you that is identical to the others. After numerous questions of this nature, he learned how many essentially different substances are found on Saturn. He learned that there were only about 30, like God, space, matter, the beings with extension that sense, the beings with extension that sense and think, the thinking beings that have no extension, those that are penetrable, those that are not, and the rest. The Syrian, whose home contained 300 and who had discovered 3,000 of them in his voyages, prodigiously surprised the philosopher of Saturn. Finally, after having told each other a little of what they knew and a lot of what they did not know, after having reasoned over the course of a revolution around the sun, they resolved to go on a small philosophical voyage together. Stay tuned for Chapter 3 of 6. On the next episode of More Morgulons, Crystal Clear, thanks for listening.